0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Wise Choice, an official wise music podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam.
1: And I'm Paula and we're the Daydream Club, your digital crate diggers rummaging around for awesome tunes and stories.
0: Ah, and this week... This uh, is great, this this is is a really great week. It's close to my heart, I know we always get excited, we're (laughs) ridiculously passionate about music. Um, But we're
1: kids of the 90s and that will be this episode yeah we're
0: we're digging into the 90s so this is just jam-packed with nostalgia for me (laughs) for us (laughs) um this is you know it's all of that shell suits and tinsel at christmas and (laughs) what am i missing oh
1: this stuff that's (laughs) bad for the environment basically Uh, oh yeah both of those are (laughs) really bad materials Uh, (laughs) Uh, we
0: didn't have a say in it
1: no no (laughs) exactly yeah um
0: luminous green that was big in the 90s yeah
1: and them t-shirts where if you put your hand on it like something um, hot it would the change the colour. t-shirt yeah basically yeah
0: and uh <laughs> and the, whose the,
1: idea was that it's such a bad idea floppy
0: hairdos i could never i could never do the floppy hairdo my hair just didn't go that way mm. so i'm always oh. a bit sad about that No. Oh. i liked the the floppy do yeah. anyway enough of us and the 90s yeah yeah so th- what kicked this off was that one of the wise music staff around the globe had picked out an amazing amazing track um, it's "Stay" by Shakespeare's sister. Woo-hoo! You know what I mean, oh,
1: now I like this was on all the time on long car journeys for my family, and we'd all be like wailing in the back. <laughs> really, it was brilliant. I mean, a car, me and my, my two sisters, so just all of us. <laughs> And <laughs> my parents in the front. Poor him. parents. Yeah, I know.
0: Although, I mean, I think I think this this is a masterpiece of a pop song. It is song. a masterpiece. It's so, something really special because the, they've got the heart and the kind of reserved minimalism to begin with. But then with that switch, oh, like just great.
1: Just huge talent as well. Yeah. Like it's not just, you know, I'm going to sing a, a, a few notes within a chord. It's like I'm going to reach new heights <laughs> oh it's just so uh, what
0: i didn't know well, there's a lot i didn't know about shakespeare's sister, i just always loved the track but what i didn't know was that it was founded by a former member of banana rama
1: you wow uh, Fahey, uh
0: formed in 1988
1: oh, do you know what um i had no idea as a kid even as a young adult really that that was a fact until we watched Was it a top of the pops thing?
0: Yeah, I do like to work through the uh, top of the pops stories through the decades.
1: Well, it's hilarious because, like, you just think of a band name and you're like, oh, that's Shakespeare's sister. Mm. Like, as I don't suppose, as a music consumer, maybe some people do look deeper into things, but. As a kid and stuff, I didn't. I just was accepted that Shakespeare's sister and Bananarama is something else. Um, you don't think that, oh, yeah, maybe someone from Bananarama went and sort of.
0: Well, so in Bananarama, super kind of pop act yeah. of the 80s, fast forward to 1992 when Stay was released as Shakespeare's sister. And, oh, sorry, 1988 when she formed Shakespeare's sister. And she said she wanted to create something dark mm. and gothic.
1: Which, after being in Banana, banana Rum for, all, <laughs> banana banana, banana banana, uh, for a while, you know, you can get you that You can see of, that. Yeah. yeah, definitely want to change. It's nice to explore. have, yeah, um, the variety.
0: Yeah, and so it was initially just a solo act. It was her project um, and it became a duo in 1989 with the addition of the American musician Marcella Detroit. Yeah. Um, a little oh. fun fact the fun fact uh, maybe what is it? this one's not the fun fact but oh. so the name was <laughs> i'm getting to the fun fact the name was adapted from the title of the song shakespeare's uh, shakespeare's sister by the smiths
1: oh did you know that no which was in no turn idea.
0: a reference to virginia Woolf's work a room of one's own no So a little chain of references there a I little chain
1: of inspirations yeah
0: um and according to Farhe, so shakespeare's sister the band hmm. is actually a spelling mistake. What? So it's it's R S rather than R E S, which would be actual Shakespeare's sister. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and she says that the, spig- the spelling mistake began with an accidental misspelling on a woodcut sign, and she decided <laughs> to keep it because it it kind of made her think. Well, this is my thing now. It's my no, own thing. Yeah. It's separate from the Smiths yeah. title and everything else. So i like that it was interesting that yeah run, like with, that fun run fact. with
1: your mistakes and also like that's what makes us human and also that's it lean into the skin. yeah that's it I, I like stuff like that
0: yeah um so for the first album sacred heart Fahey had been like working with several different musicians and songwriters including marcy levy or levy i'm not quite sure how you pronounce that um and she had, in turn, she'd worked with Eric Clapton writing Lay Down Sally.
1: Ooh, good try. Um
0: and She also wrote songs for Jennifer Rush, Shaka Khan. Ah, oh, yes. So... What ledge. Big, big writer. <laughs> and they gelled so well together in the studio that Farhe's then-husband, David Stewart, who is a member of the Eurythmics... Oh, my gosh. It's like there's a whole little wow. connection. Yeah, yeah. What um, a
1: little musical network. This is awesome. Then, Go on, what?
0: He said they, they should definitely make it officially a duo. Yeah. So... well done david stewart yeah he had vision yeah "Yeah, this is working this is cool um so on far suggestion marcy changed the name to marcella detroit for the project
1: another little um alter ego type thing yeah maybe
0: maybe. um and she she ran with it and went with it um so the track reached number one of the uk's single chart for eight consecutive weeks it was their biggest hit um, and although it kind of started as was Siobhan's it was it one of the first project. ones then? No, they done. There was a whole other album. So just that one at then. The tail end of resonated. the eighties. Yeah. Um, you might know history. Your history. Oh yeah, that's a great track. In a minute. That was uh, beautiful. That by did the way. well. <laughs> yeah, that was Very nice rendition. Not sure if I could get up there to be honest. Um, yeah, that that did well. Um, and that was uh, so. I think that album that was where they were starting to. Worked together. Initially, had started as it being just a solo project, Mm -hmm. and gradually they tried morphed it into being a duo and incorporating more of that. Um, But then I think by stay, it was officially like yeah, full on. Wow, this is a duo, and this is awesome. Uh, Yeah, Um, and so uh, where was I? I've completely lost my my thread. UK. Um, Oh yeah, and so it, it it was officially. You know, it started as Siobhan's band. But then Stay was like slightly different and actually was more prominently featuring Detroit as the lead. Mm. She's she's the lead throughout most of the song until that kind of dirty bit that comes Mm. in, which is... Which I love though as well. Love that bit, I I know. Um, And that's the
1: bit that you can sing as well, so you get into it.
0: And so I think this this led to maybe some internal band tensions, that age-old story is always band tensions, isn't it? According to Marcella... Uh, Fahe felt like sidelined and didn't consider the song to be representative of the band and she'd opposed the single she opposed the release of the single she didn't want it to come out
1: wow
0: can you imagine if that hadn't come out actually what a shame and as well yeah maybe Marcella takes the main lead but like we were saying when that other bit comes in it's part of the magic. The two sides of the coin. As I was gonna
1: say the two sides of the coin also make it more accessible for people because not everyone's got like an amazing range. That you've got something for people with a lower range and something with people for people with a higher range. So actually things like that, without ha- probably without them thinking about it, makes it.
0: I think if more if that middle inclusive. section, if that middle section hadn't have been there. I don't know if it had done so well if it had all just been that one vibe mm. it would be a great track but it's not got those two elements and like also, you sometimes that long slow build is great and then when that kicks in you're mm. almost waiting for that and then you, you are you get you, into like, it get into And your also grunginess. then as well
1: you totally like envision the music video that goes with it the, and you, you're sort so. of like uh, um embodying that like gritty <laughs> persona <laughs> yeah. as you're singing it you're like yeah
0: it's yeah. great and I found that there was some really interesting twists and turns within the story that I wasn't expecting to find um, you're going to share some <laughs> no that all of that would just oh, go through yeah, yeah. yeah loads oh wow um, I've shared loads what are you talking about yeah no about? I thought you were telling me you what had you more I was like what's <laughs> that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's it that's all my notes uh, so we'll let okay. you listen to it this is Stay okay. by Shakespeare's Sister if this
2: world is just wrap me up in chains but if you try to go alone don't One day in your own world Cause when you sleep at night they don't hear you cries in your own world Only time will tell if you can break the spell back in your
0: Good! Yes. yes, Shakespeare's oh. sister, yes.
1: It's just a perfect composition, isn't it? Really? Like
0: everything about it. You could go on for Unique.
1: Ages, That's so unique.
0: That groove as well, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Oh. All the
1: instrumentation, the vocal performances. Oh I wish
0: I wish that was my song. I wish that so was so my good. song.
1: I wish that was me singing that. We were, yeah. we hey.
0: were just having a go at the super high <laughs> warble pitch that just brings <laughs> that end section in.
1: I thought can't I was get getting it. it But actually I had my headphones on So I was probably just listening to her
0: Go on, Can you do it? No,
1: you, sh- you, sh- you show me yours
0: <laughs> <laughs> <the> same, <laughs> okay. like... I can't get any are
1: you? I can't do it I'm like, Respect for uh, everyone's eardrums I'll have to belt it And then if I don't okay. I'm going uh, do, do, do.
0: Go and get right away from the mic So not hurt anyone
1: <laughs> Hey, you got yeah. it Nice Nailed it Well, kind of Yeah <laughs>
0: so it sounded very be. natural oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to add some effects on there put a little bit of reverb and you know
0: Mine sounds like a little bird feeding time sound, or something.
1: Bird feeding time? You sound like someone has been stood on. <laughs> like a stood on your toe.
0: Oh dear. Anyway. Anyway. We won't, anyway. We won't punish you with that anymore. Oh, just, it's uh, just we'll, brilliant though, I'd isn't it? I'd be interested if any of you are out there now on your having drive to work go. or while you're cooking, just having a little squawk to yourself to see if you can reach that
1: note. I, I don't believe it's possible to not.
0: To have a little squawk to yourself, like, to, to
1: not do it, to hold back from trying to hit that. Oh yeah, yeah you gotta try. I think it's just part of the appeal of the song as well, isn't get it? Well
0: into the, the the low part as well. It's great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we with this show, we always where we can like <laughs> to try and find different versions and covers and and samples. Um, and I did find really cool version that's only just really been released in 2022. Uh, I say version It's actually They've sampled Some of like, the, the key bits mm. Mainly the vocal um, So it's by the artist Tourist And they've called The track With You And I just wanted To play a little snippet Of that Because I, I love What they've done The production okay. on it Is just great And uh, you're onto a winner When you use The vocals from Stay Anyway yeah. you? So here it is This is With You By Tourist <laughs> Super cool
1: damn cool it's
0: a cool version isn't it I, well, take on it at least
1: yeah that's going in my rotation that is, <laughs> yeah uh,
0: very, yeah very very that production is great so on my journey i also found another version which it's a, a goosebumps one it, mm. this particular moment i've picked out for the little like a uh, section of it as well the snippet it's just so emotional and powerful Ooh, okay um so it's um by il devo a cover oh wow it's, the, the title is stay Venami, which i think I, I presumed it meant stay with me but looking into it i think it's actually translates to come to me oh okay but it still is a cover and you can hear the melody although it sounds very different <laughs> really
1: really okay but,
0: uh, it's super powerful i'm and, guessing it's um, going to
1: be a beautiful harmony fest
0: oh yeah i mean yeah
1: Ooh, <laughs> okay let's have a That's listen
0: great. it is il devo stay Venami. <laughs> Yeah.
1: My hairs and my arms immediately went went up.
0: I know. That like it makes me want to cry a little bit. It does bit, a I little does.
1: bit. Yeah, I felt me. that. I mean, we're at risk of giving people musical whiplash. <laughs> <Earth>. <laughs> no. But I mean, it just goes to show the variety of, of emotions of styles of deliveries oh. you can have from one original source. I
0: think that shows that song opens itself up well to all kinds of versions and yeah. it is quite dramatic. And Isn't they've just it? really leaned into the drama of it. So powerful. Ooh. I love that. Um
1: This is a good episode. I'm going to
0: give you whiplash again then. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> obviously, the 90s was a bit of a melting pot of all kinds of styles going mm. around. Um And the next track, oh, it's just great. and Another classic, but very different to what we've just been listening to. So we're so, stepping
1: away from Shakespeare's sister there. Yeah,
0: Shakespeare's, that was one kind of sound yeah. that was out in the 90s. But at the same time, like dance hall and all of that Jamaican influence was okay, coming in again you know, cool. with, with shagga and shaggy yeah. shagga <laughs> Shabba. Shabba and shaggy mix them together <laughs> um, uh. and uh, so at the time in 1994 Dawn Penn released a track called You Don't Love Me No 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 Yes no. Yes, um,
1: yes Yes It's a brilliant track
0: brilliant. Um, Oh, but Dawn Penn's- what I didn't know, Dawn- again, being a kid of the 90s, you just take it as face value that that's the track of now. That's it. Yeah. But um, she uh, sang on the original, which was released in Jamaica when she was 15 in 1967.
1: And when was the one i
0: was this one's been released in 1994 which we'll, we'll get to that in more detail but so the original was released in 1964 with dawn penn singing the vocals on it at age 15 um ah,
1: so cool and so is the is the one that i know from the 90s is that her vocals from
0: yeah i'll get to that oh, Okay, I ahead. <laughs> <We're getting there. laughs> give me chance um, so her, <laughs> as with like the Gloria Jones story from the previous episode, um, yep. which if you haven't listened, you should go back and check it out. Episode five, I think yes. it was, or was it six now?
1: Five. We're on six now. Okay. It?
0: Five. Um, great episode all about the eighties and stuff. And we touched upon a bit about Gloria Jones and tainted love. So check that out. Um, so same as with her story, Dawn Penn's dad didn't want to do in music because they were a very religious family. Right. Um and so it, you know wasn't like pop drawn... music. Yeah, oh. like just being involved in all of that kind of pop and it was well, it, you know it's very strict mm. serious kind of religion. So instead, she, she used fake names like Suzette so that her parents wouldn't know that she was sneaking off oh to record gosh. these vocals on all of these amazing tunes. At
1: age 15? Yeah. Wow. How cool is
0: that? That's so cool. In the interview as That's well. She's so rebellious. I, I saw an interview That's of rude. her and she just seems like the sweetest lady. She's oh. really nice. She seems really nice. I'd like to meet her. Um, so anyway, life goes on. She then becomes a secretary and and music kind of was on the back burner, kind mm. of just okay. I've had my time doing music, this is life now. Mm. Fast forward 26 years later, and there's a release celebrating 30 years of Studio One, where the original recording was made, um, which is described as the Motown of Jamaica. Mm, that's funny. Um, a little back research thing on Studio One because I was thinking I got a bit curious about Studio One. It was founded in 1954. And involved like most of the major movements in Jamaica during the sixties and seventies, with ska, rock steady, reggae, dub, and dancehall It's wow. like a big player, Whoa. really key uh, thing. And um, they had notable acts like Bob Marley and the Wailers, oh, wow. is from Studio One, Lee Scratch Perry, wow. Toots and the Matles, John Holt, Horace Andy. I mean, the list is Studio
1: epic. one. I uh,
0: know. Studio one. That was one. the place to be. Amazing. Wow. And uh, the house band were the Scatterlights um, in the early 60s. And as another little reference to our, I think it was our second episode, All About Reggae, one of the band members was Tommy McCook. Whoa. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, isn't it? That's
1: so cool.
0: Uh, again, if you, haven't, if you don't know who Tommy McCook is, I'm not going to tell you. You're oh, going to have to just going. Listen to episodes. That's two. mean, but no, actually, yeah,
1: you should you should go listen to that because uh, that's a good episode.
0: <laughs> uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, so anyway, in 1994, a remake of the track was made uh, to celebrate this 30, 30 years, 30 years um, and they got Dawn Penn in to re-record her vocals.
1: Oh, nice!
0: And then finally, she gets a recognition, and everyone well, under how her own awesome name, yeah, under with a real name, Dawn Penn.
1: And her dad was okay. <laughs> she was
0: like, uh, I don't know if he'd uh, known about it by Yeah, then. that's okay. It's um, just like, I'm an adult now. Yeah, I don't have to pretend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that was like the whole story of that. It's, it's just so what good. What a story. Um, wow. And it's a great track. It's from, straight from the off with that. Such a good So,
1: are we going to riff. be playing the. I'm going
0: to play uh, the the 1994 version in full. Okay, cool. And then we'll give you a snippet of the original just to hear where its origins nice. were. So, this is You Don't Love Me, No 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 by Dawn Penn.
2: Wait, <laughs> way
0: I'm so pleased they got her in to re-record it.
1: Ah, yeah, instead of just such having a... someone else do it. Yeah. Because you've got the legacy of it then as it well, is, haven't it you? It is. It kind of
0: adds to the story and it's such a good performance from her. Like Isn't really it? really easy. What into a voice. It. I know. It
1: sounds so effortless.
0: And we're going to play now a little snippet from the 1967 original version when she was 15. And you'd think, yeah, 15, that's young. You'd think you'd have like this tiny little you know, sweet voice. Mm. But... I don't feel like her voice has changed that much. She had so much attitude at 15. You know, it's the same kind of laid back bite that she has in that 1994 version. That's just, cool. It's just been there the whole time. Just, just, just sitting, great. waiting. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And I mean, you'll hear on this, uh, on the, the little snippet, you know, the 1967 has just got a bit more grit and, you know, it's it's just a bit more earthy, but you can still tell it's that same cool track. So. Yeah. Here's the original from 1967. Actually quite a faithful reworking for nineteen ninety four, which I think is good that they did that.
1: Interestingly, the earlier version was a lower key than the yeah, it does sound our... slightly lower. Traditionally, when you see like a singer's age, you'll lower the key as you get a little Make bit. Make it older, easier for but... yourself. Yeah. yeah
0: it... But this yeah. is quite yeah. a. it's not I don't think it's a challenging. No, vocal it's not. Throw. I was it's gonna say it's quite back. relaxed anyway, isn't it? Um Yeah, just great both both eras yeah i mean it's got that same bass line same like initial guitar riff nice yes. yeah. very, very
1: cool. very very cool
0: so then i was digging around for any like samples that have been used
1: love a good sample i love a
0: good sample yeah and a good cover uh, i only found a sample and i thought oh, this is interesting so in 2021 so it's quite recent uh Mary J. Blige and DJ Khaled released a track called Amazing, Mm. which samples like that opening, like riff. They built the whole track on that, which I think, yeah, actually that makes sense. It's a good riff.
1: Which one have they gone for? The 90s version or the...
0: Uh, uh, Interesting, I don't know. Okay. Um, I would think maybe the 90s version would be easier to sample because it's cleaner. I don't know. Okay, that's good. Uh, cool. They've also got, oh, it's probably the 90s one because they've also got a bit of the bo, 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 Yeah, they're in there. That's fun.
1: Okay, so yeah, um, pro- it's probably cool. very, potentially 90s Very
0: one. different to Dawn Penn's version. It's, uh, is that
1: is that the bits of sample then? Got then some that's...
0: of that fat, low bass stuff going on. Oh um, yeah, okay. What not, but uh, yeah, so this is Amazing by Mary J. Blige featuring DJ Khaled. Another one.
2: Another one. All hail to the queen, Mary J. Blige. When everything I do is real Money and a doggy bag I ain't missing no bills. Don't move on me wrong I need to save my energy Everybody, family Leave it to the industry Heard a lot of noise We ain't talking that way We ain't moving like that No way, no way Heard a lot of noise Only positive vibes I don't pay no mind I don't pay no mind, no mind. Everything
1: amazing fat yeah i went for amazing because i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did
0: there i didn't even pick up on it. Oh, oh so slow fat yeah. i think that is fat that was
1: pure positivity positive <laughs> vibes only
0: it's yeah great. so nice. swinging around back round to the 90s um around that time there was also the big beat movement oh. you could probably see where i'm going with this yeah camera. Um, and a huge pioneer of that kind of sound was Fatboy Slim. Yeah. And I was quite excited to find the Fatboy Slim track mm-hmm. just know, Slim. <laughs> nestled in amongst
1: some of the cool stuff. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, but we like a bit of Fatboy Slim. I, I mean, some of the samples that he finds are just... Exactly.
0: Well, we'll get on to the, the sample in a minute. Um, I mean, there's loads of samples in that tr- this track we're going to play, but there's just one I wanted to hone okay. in on. But for now, I just wanted to just, so the track is Song for Lindy. Yeah. Which was released in 1996. Uh, it was the opening track on his debut album, Better Living Through 1996.
1: Chemistry. Is that how long Fat Boy Slim has been around for then? Yeah, he's
0: been around for a while. The thing is, what, what I always forget about... Um, Norman Cook. Norman Cook is that he actually got his start as the bassist for the House Martins. Yeah. I always yeah, forget, I forget that. that. I like, wow. I think Norman had,
1: Cook and I think Fat Boy Slim. But uh, yeah. There's a whole career before that. I
0: know. I know. Uh, I mean, I was this, were jumping ahead to my notes, but while we're on, t- top, on the, the subject, subject. topic. <laughs> um, so he's hit number one with three acts, Fatboy Slim, The House Martins and Beats International. Oh, And okay. it could have been four times because he was also the bassist and co-founder of the band Freak Power. Um, they, um, I'm not sure. I know almost Freak made it to the top Power. with Turn On Tune In Cop Out.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm oh, gonna have to. I have to re- reference I was, that one I, after. I, I didn't not... know
0: that, and I really love Freak Power. Really?
1: Do freak I know Freak Power?
0: power. It's really good bass lines on there. So okay. He's and he's playing, a bassist. Then, yeah. Well, he's the founder, and I guess he was involved in creating the songs, and he was a. Well, if he
1: was a bassist in the housewriters and But I
0: did read. I did read that uh, it might. And not sure how much credit can be given just to him for the bass, because according to Wikipedia. There was uh, like an uncredited London session bass player called Dale Davis who recorded some bass, or all oh, of the bass. Okay. I don't know okay. on that album, uh, on the album "Drive Through Booty" released in 1994. <laughs> what a title! Awesome. That couldn't
1: sound more '90s so as well. If you know through booty album, it's it's like. Some if it, good,
0: some good, some if good ever
1: you just read out titles of tracks or albums, I feel like you could quite easily identify the era like it came out in.
0: I suppose I just read that as if it was a sound because I'm so used to yeah, it. Yeah,
1: but no, Drive, drive Through, Through Booty.
0: Yeah, it's a funny title. That's
1: so 90s. Uh,
0: but Dale Davis has uh, played with what? <laughs> Amy Winehouse, Tina oh, wow. Turner, Emily Sunday So yeah. He's awesome. Very in cool. his own right. Um mm. But yeah, that, I was really interested to find that little fun fact that's he's, he's an interesting guy isn't yeah. he he's that's some been history all there over the place. you can tell he properly loves music oh yeah you just can't stop doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i have a little fun fact about norman cook as well he apparently took violin lessons alongside uh, current leader 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 keir starmer what
1: are you serious <laughs> yes. wow. that random that is that's really random that's mad is he from brighton
0: uh, no, I think he's kind of made his base Brighton, but I think he's from somewhere else, nearer to London. I can't remember where. Now I did read it, but I forgot. Um, oh, there but anyway, even. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, going back to the, the track and the album, the artwork on that is a floppy disk. And we, we saw in a documentary, do you remember? Yes. he's still got even all to the this floppy disks. Even to this day, he uses the same equipment he used in the 90s to record his tracks using floppy disks and some like, seriously old-looking computers. That which... would
1: stress me out. I just don't feel like...
0: They're quite trustworthy, though, floppy ah, disks.
1: Well, floppy disks are, but then, like, what if something goes wrong with the computer? Who do you get to fix it? I don't know.
0: I mean, if are they, it's not did things broke, go wrong it? so he, much? He clearly knows what he's doing with that really hard looking equipment. Yeah, it does look. <laughs> Painstaking. And also so
1: space like consuming.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I <laughs> um, think we've
1: got all flat screen computers nowadays and these are like beasts, aren't
0: they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I think that's really cool that he still works in that cool. way. Obviously worked for him and yeah. I think he's quite tactile. He likes, you know, to get stuck in with it. So. Yeah. yeah, really cool. Um, so let's give the track play. This is Song for Lindy by Fatboy Slim.
1: bit of fat boy slim
0: oh yeah give me some of those big beats yeah
1: that was very very cool
0: yeah so there's lots of cool samples in there and he takes little bits from all over the place um but the one i wanted to hone in on was that that cool piano riff that that, the the main riff arguably that comes in Um, yeah super catchy earworm thing. very cool um and the original where that's taken from was by jimmy polo in 1989 from the track better days he was one of the pioneers of the Chicago house scene, mm. and then later the London house scene. He's like, you know, quite a big player. Very cool.
1: I was going to say from '89 when that was released to was that in '96? The 96, Fat Boy yeah. Slim. So that was kind of quite current for a Fat Boy Slim uh, sample, isn't it? Really? <laughs> well,
0: maybe. Yeah. I wonder um, if
1: they mixed on the same scene in London.
0: Uh, maybe, um, but still, yeah, don't know. Very cool. Our introduction to this riff actually was through another sample or kind of variation of that track um by Lofi I think. Yeah. They've got a track called Want You which is on the Kitsune, Kitsune Mason compilation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's they've where done, I like they've first...
0: more of a, a synth a synth version of that riff rather than sampling it. They've kind of played that riff and turned it into It's always room.
1: interesting what, like where you first hear a sample and what you associate it with. So that that little piano riff I sampled with lo-fi I think but actually it's yeah it's not it's Jimmy Polo and it's just great finding the origins of something yeah I was like yeah. that it's a little bit history lesson
0: <laughs> so anyway this is the original and I mean it doesn't sound too dated to be fair it's got it's it's pretty cool you know it's got a good sound of its own so this is Better Days by Jimmy Polo So, moving on now to the last two tracks of the episode, but they're kind of a two parter again. So, we'll bring you around to another sound that was out in the 90s, but we'll get to that in a minute. I just wanted to kick in first with the original that was sampled in the 90s version, um, because it's just a cool track on its own. So, it was, uh, uh, I'm going to play a snippet now. It's Ronnie Hudson and the Street People, which is just a cool name anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With the track West Coast Pop Lock. Wow. Uh, released what in is, 1982. Is that track
1: name, West Coast Pop West Lock. West Coast
0: Pop Lock. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was like a key part of what came to be a track released in the nineties. Um it's some good baseline stuff on this as well, with a bit of a baseline episode actually. Um Ronnie is the bassist in the band, so might explain why he's putting putting some attention into the emphasis, cool grooves. Yes. Um I found a little fact that this original track actually featured on grand theft auto san andreas the fictional radio station bounce fm
2: seriously i think
0: think i've probably listened to that but not really known you know just like oh that's cool and then carried on playing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, apparently it's rarely left radio since its release 40 years ago wow that's
1: that's that's an amazing achievement That is amazing
0: isn't it yeah yeah Hmm. i think it's got something to do with that it's uh, like about the West Coast and celebrating that, so I think it's stayed on like West Coast radios as a bit ah, of an anthem.
1: That's fun. Yeah. So it's very location based.
0: Yeah, like, definitely. Again, radio yeah. love. Yeah, um, yeah. And Ronnie also, this is another little factoid, went on to feature as the bassist on the Isaac Hayes album Shaft. Ooh, yeah. Oh, He's wow. Done some interesting stuff. Um, so let's hear the snippet and just see if you can kind of remember what track it was kind of it sampled was used in. Sampled on in the 90s. I'm not sure if it was actually sampled or if it was inspired in, It was like used. Okay, okay. It was okay. adjusted but I can't remember what the word is for that but anyway. Kind of covered. Kind of covered. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this is is that clear? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> this is West Coast, cool. it <laughs> West Coast Pop Lock by Ronnie Hood. Yeah, it like reworking. I'll say it again. West Coast Pop Luck by Ronnie Hudson and the street. <laughs> it's it fun
1: that's just the way they came to mind as well and also you totally hear it don't you you know where you're going I, I i should imagine if you're listening you know where we're going with this next track
0: yeah do you think i don't know if it's dead obvious you might be like oh i recognize that what's that from i don't know maybe
1: you've got that like thing in your head that you're like that's familiar what is that um so we're gonna put you out your misery um, <laughs> yeah. and let you know so the sample that well not the sample what am i on about it
0: kind of is a sample Slash reworking. So it's, it was used in California Love by Tupac featuring Dr. Dre and Roger Troutman. And uh, they took like the main hook, changed the words a little bit in places. um, But it's like that main motif really that, that comes around. I was going to say
1: that bit that you just played basically, that's like the... That's the chorus yeah. basically
0: for California Love, isn't it? But with just some slight tweaks. Um Not technically a sample because I think they got uh Roger Troutman to who's from a band called Zap also from the 1970s what? um he was like a, a big influence on west coast hip hop because everyone sampled his stuff really? quite a lot in the subsequent years and so he was like a big deal so they got him on and he quite typically always used to use a talk box yeah so that, nice. that's him singing on the talk box singing the melody of um Ronnie yeah. on his track so it's so <laughs> all a bit interconnected but all very West Coast celebration and of black artists as well at, at that time so without banging on anymore we'll <laughs> let you we'll leave you with the track California Love uh, we are Adam and Paula from the Dagem Club and you've been listening to the Wise Choice Podcast
1: thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time bye bye
2: Like a slug to your chest like a vest for your jimmy in the city of sex We in that sunshine state where the bomb ass him beat. The state where you never find a dance floor empty And pimp speed on a mission for them greens lean me money making machines serving fiends I've been in the game for ten years making rap tunes since Honeys was wearing soon, Now it's 95 And they clocked me and watched me Diamond shining Looking like I robbed Liberace It's all good From Diego to the Bay Your city is the bomb If your city making pain Throw up a finger If you feel the same way Straight putting it down For California yeah. California.
0: If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another Wise Music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty-gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.